Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day, and we're going to talk about the importance of a routine. So I think um, first I'll give you an analogy of sports, dance, music, whatever, martial arts, anything you could think of, you know, typically that's going to connect mind and body. You start out with a warm-up first. You don't just show up if the dance routine starts at 1. You ain't storming in there at 12.55 ready to compete, ready to let it rip. Or tip off at a basketball game, noon, you're showing up. 11.50, running in there, not, not changed, not dressed, not ready, not ready to rock and roll. So uh, that's that's one aspect. Then you look at basketball players. They have, you know, if they go to the free throw line, typically if you watch a basketball player go to the free throw line, they do the same thing every time. So they'll dribble it three times, spin it, and then shoot it, you know, or – whatever their routine is. Baseball player, very similar. If you watch them before they go up to bat. Pitcher, very similar before they throw a pitch. Golf, and I'm really out of my element, you know, talking golf, but golf, you know, a lot of times you'll see also, you know, people that that have a routine. So I think that it's critical to look at, first you got to sell yourself on it, right? Because if you don't believe in it, then you're not going to throw the amount of energy that is required because you can't connect the action to the reason why. Okay? So I think most people can grasp those things, right? The analogy. Why do people do stuff like that? Why wouldn't they dribble the basketball once, one time, and five times the next time? Why wouldn't they have a different routine when they go up to bat? Why wouldn't they? Why don't a football team just show up 10 minutes before the game why wouldn't a person you know just change up everything that they do before they drive the ball you know whatever it is why why are those things and so it's it's no different than when you get into business or growth or whatever it is that you're trying to do most of it all starts internally i think the biggest weapon you have is your mind is our mindset so we got to protect our mind at all costs i think it's the biggest weapon it's the biggest asset that we have but it's also the biggest thing that gets neglected most people spend more time on their hair than they do their mind they spend more time planning their outfit than they do planning their day and how they're going to use their time and how they're going to benefit and help themselves first so in my opinion, first thing out of bed, you can't be rushed. I've done it before, you know, in the past. When when I'm rushed, when the day starts out rushed um, and I'm running, you know, to hurry up, put my clothes on, get in the car, drive somewhere, you know, I'm cutting it close on time. Here's what typically happens, you know, traffic. So now I'm all upset. 
you know, because the person in front of me ain't going fast enough for whatever it is when really it's my fault I should have left earlier. You raise your anxiety level. That it, And if you're in the pursuit of greatness of anything, you probably already have a certain amount of things that come your way that cause you to possibly have anxiety that you need to deflect in and bring down anyway. So you don't need any added things to flame you up. So when you're running late, you know, it's like, oh, anxiety, you know, is, is, is kicking in. Um, grouchy, you know, you get aggressive. So your, your ability to have patience for things and people in a day, you know, can look like a, a water bottle, you know, and, and the goal is to increase your capacity. So you have more patience. Some of us, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of patience when I started, you know, so you may start out with like 12 ounces of patience or 32 ounces of patience. Some people, God bless them, they got a gallon of patience. And what happens is if you're on a 12 ounces of, of patience and you're rushed and you're stressed and you're in and out of traffic and you're already at high anxiety, your patience level, you've already used up eight ounces of it. So now you got four ounces of patience left. And then the first thing that happens at the office or, or in business or in your day you may be able to get through the second thing you blow up, right? Those are the things that we do that we're like, man, I regret saying that to somebody. I regret doing that. I regret it's because you lost your patience. And a lot of times it's because you haven't had a chance to warm your mind up, warm your body up, warm. So you're putting yourself under stress that your mind isn't prepared to carry the load for the day for and I think the more you carry on your shoulders, the bigger your job, the more important it is for you to have a routine and ritual. So like one of my, one of my secrets to this is the night before, this is a big one. I always have my clothes out the night before. You can ask my family if I travel on the road, if I'm in a uh, hotel the first thing that I do if I travel and I get to a hotel is I unpack my bag. I put all my things in, in drawers. I hang up all the stuff. I know where everything is at. All that got to be organized. And I'm not a super like organized person, but these things have to be organized for me. My schedule has to be organized and planned. My clothes and all that have to be organized so I could be efficient and my mind could just focus on other things. But getting back to the night before, the clothes are already laid out already for the next day, always prepared. Gym clothes, if we're going to the gym, whole thing is out. Washcloth is out. Everything we need is out. Everything's in a bag. All the clothes are ready to rock. Everything is done. So then when I get up, it's not about planning and grabbing things and turning lights on and stressing myself out about what I'm going to wear. That stuff is already done. So I focus in the morning on my mind and my spirit first. So scripture, prayer, getting myself into that routine, uh, typically breath work, uh, some breathing things that I do, um, books, audio books, podcasts, but really even before I start most of that, it's, it's, um, I drink a lot of water. So I'll get up and drink 
32 ounces of water. I'll take a, a probiotic. And, and it really doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's all that matters is what, like, you just got to have a routine and a ritual. I think it's important to hydrate yourself in the morning. You haven't drank anything for six to eight hours. You know, your body's dehydrated typically when, when you wake up. So, you know, I, I hydrate myself. I put the things that I know I need from a nutrition standpoint in my in my stomach, you know, first. And it already just gets me in a rhythm of this is what we do. This is what we prepare ourselves for. It's a rhythm and a routine like somebody that's getting ready to shoot free throws. So I'm, I'm typically up three hours before I plan on talking to anybody or doing anything. Um, so I'm all that three hours is dedicated to getting myself right first, whatever that requires, not rushing, taking care of my mind, body, spirit, all that stuff first. And it's understand this. People think that I want to do this. Really, I don't. Really, I would rather just sleep in not set an alarm, beat to my own drum, work out later on in the day. Those are the things that I would rather do. I would rather do those things. I would rather stay up a little bit later. You know, last night I forced myself to, to go to bed. I wanted to stay up an extra hour and a half. You know, there's things that I had to get done that I wanted to get done. There's Wanted to hang with the kids a little bit longer last night. We, they were playing a board game. So it's like I, I want it. I usually want to stay up later. I usually would like to sleep longer and start those things later. But I know the effects that that has on my role as a dad, as a husband, and as a leader. Either I'm going to neglect myself, which brings down the ability that I have to serve those three areas or I'm going to drop the ball in some of those other areas by going in the afternoon because I slept in longer and I'm going to work out for two, three hours, you know, in the afternoon by the time you shower, uh, dress, get there, drive there, drive home, all that 12, 12 o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, those are freaking, it's prime time. People need me. People are talk, calling me, talking me, FaceTiming me, you know, all the, I don't, I, I'm, I'm neglecting staff, employees, independent contractors that I lead, board, things that need done for the youth program, my children, they're up. When I'm up early in the morning, all I'm taking from is myself. Nobody's up. Nobody wants to talk to me at six o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants to talk to me typically at seven o'clock in the morning. So it opens up the whole day. So then I'm, then I think what's key is you look at your schedule in advance. So you review your schedule always at least one day out. So you look, you know, let's say today's Friday, you look at Saturday in advance look at your whole schedule which to me best place for it is in my phone calendar because it goes with me wherever I go so I look at that schedule so I'm already ahead of tomorrow there's no surprises 
It's not like, oh, I forgot that. Or I wasn't prepared for that. That is a lack of discipline and a lack of looking forward. Has that happened to me? Yes. In a year, how often does that happen to me? I, don't, I think twice, maybe, out of 365 days where I'm looking and I'm, the next day I wake up and I'm surprised and I'm like, oh my, I you know, forgot about that. It's because I'm always looking today at tomorrow. Really, I'm looking at the whole damn week. I'm always looking in advance. Sunday, I'm looking at what do I got Friday? What do I got Thursday? What do I got Tuesday? What do I got Monday? What do, I, what do we have? And then I look at that schedule as a rough draft. Is there anything that I need to move around in that schedule? Is there anything that I need to add to that schedule, take out of that schedule to maximize my time in the areas that I need to be efficient in. And people laugh at me about it. They joke about it. Like everything is scheduled. He even schedules when he goes to pee. You know, they'll say it's like, I don't take it that far, but I will have it as meticulous as uh, drive to the gym. If I start at six, it'll say 530 to six drive to the gym. It'll say dress and shower in there. And it has a specific amount of time to dress and shower. It'll say drive to Youngstown and call this person in there. So I'm calling that person and I'm driving at the same time, not wasting an hour of driving without getting some things done. So it's as, it's, it's as detailed as I could make it. And it's normal for me to say drive home 7.15 to 7.30 or 7.33 to 7.50 in there. Like exact minutes and moments to the, to the T in that schedule. The closer I get to the day, the closer I try to tie those minutes in to where I'm not wasting any time and I'm being efficient with, with every moment that I have. You've heard the term time is money. So if you're inefficient with your time, what do you think is happening with your potential money? Everything you want to get good at requires you to be efficient with your time. The more things you have on your plate, the more things you have scheduled. If you schedule it, like my grandmother used to always teach me about money. She would say, when you get paid or you make money, Pay yourself first. So when the Lord, the good Lord gives you time, pay yourself first. And time is money. And so if you're good at planning and in, in, in smart with money, then you'll invest it into the right areas. You'll save it in the right areas, which will cause you to have more of it down the road. So if you're efficient with your time, you know where to save it. You know where to invest it to get a return. You're going to have more time down the road. And so people think, you know, the biggest excuse in America is I don't have time. There is 168 hours. I can't believe, you know, are you aware that they give Oprah Winfrey 
and Josh Lagerman the same amount of hours in a week. It's crazy. Did you know that they give LeBron James, Alex Rodriguez, and Michael Yauk the same amount of hours in a week? We all get 168. We all get 168. That's fair. So what happens is there's no way to... to Add more time, really, to, to what it is that you get. However, if you're good with investing the hours properly, over time you'll be able to do things that will create more time through um, hiring other people, through being able to delegate to other people. And you'll also create more time for the things that you make excuses about. You, you, you do have time to work out. You're not putting it in your schedule. You're not planning it. Put it put it in there. Like there's it's the old science project where you have two jars and in one jar you put three big rocks in first. And then you put all these pebbles in and they fit. Then the other jar you put all the pebbles in first and then you try to put the three big rocks in. But on it they don't fit, Poppy. They they don't fit. And so what happens is so many people get cluttered with the little pebbles because they don't plan and put the big rocks in first. And so then they make the excuses that the rocks don't fit and the rocks typically get to be uh, neglecting of yourself or neglecting of your family. And then the excuse is they don't fit because of my job or they don't fit because of this. It's not true. It's the truth is you need to accept personal responsibility for being inefficient with your schedule and a lack of planning and preparation. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. People don't plan to fail. You know it. Exactly. They fail to plan. So, Let's not fail to plan. If you put the big rocks in first, here's, here's what I got to do with my husband. Here's the hours I'm spending with my wife. Here's the hours that I'm spending with my kids. Here's the hours that I'm working out. Here's when I'm going to bed. There's no routine and rich. This is another one where people drop the ball. They don't plan when they're going to go to bed. They wing it. They just go to bed whenever... Whenever the clock, their minds get tired. In order to prioritize sleep, because then, then people say, well, I don't have time to sleep. Yes, you do. You're lacking discipline. So if you got to get up at 530 and you know you need seven hours of sleep, you rewind. It's 1030. That's what time you need to be sleeping. So there's a plan that I go to bed. At 10, it's going to take me 30 minutes to get settled or whatever and fall asleep. So I, the goal, if you know it typically is harder to get it done, you set the goal for an hour earlier and say, man, my goal is to go to sleep at 9.30. I'm going to start that process because it's going to take me time or I'm going to run a little bit later or whatever it is. 
because sleep is important. I'm a grinder. This is the grind cast. I used to think sleep was for suckers. Now, is there days where sometimes you have to sacrifice sleep? Absolutely. Do I have days where I got to, it's just impossible. I got to get five hours of sleep. There is. But what I usually don't do, especially if the day's important, is I don't neglect myself. I get up and I work on myself. But there's, there's times where, where, I, where I lack in that area, but 90% of the time we're getting sleep. We're getting seven hours, eight hours, rarely six hours of sleep because it's planned. And it's prepared. you got to get sleep. Your body needs sleep. I used to think it was an award and a trophy to run off of uh, less sleep. I still can do it with the best of them. But I know it's not healthy for your body. You get more agitated. You have less patience. You're not as efficient. You're not as effective. And so I think you need to help yourself and prioritize sleep. So it all goes into to taking care of yourself. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities, says Stephen Covey. And it's, and it's not, you know, there's another one I, I remember hearing John Maxwell say. John Maxwell used to say, it's, it's not that will your calendar be filled. You know you're going to be busy. Everybody is busy. It's what will your calendar be filled with? And you got to ask yourself, are you being efficient with the calendar and with the 168 hours that you're given? Or have you been lacking discipline? Have you been making excuses? And I'll throw one more tidbit in there before we close. You know, those of you on the grind, on the hustle, on the push, you know, you'll have people telling you, you know, you, you, you're not promised tomorrow. So true. But I think people use extremes to justify their lack of, of results or lack of wanting to grind. So it's like, you know, I want to be successful, you know, but... You know, it's more important to me to be a good dad. It's more important to me to be a good husband. Who says that you have to only do one? Why can't you be a good dad and a husband and be good in business? Who, who, who told you that that is an excuse? Or, I, you know, I want to work hard, but, you know, we're not promised tomorrow. You know, we can be gone in a year. Very true. Very true. Just like if I give you a pile of money today, you could say, I could be gone in a year. So I might as well just spend it all. Right? So if, if somebody gave you a million dollars today and said, here you go. Here's a million dollars. How much of it do you think you should save how much of it do you think you should spend? And how much do you think of it you should invest? So three different things. Spending it 
is like, man, these are clothes, enjoyable activities, things that probably ain't going to give you a, a, a return. But you need to do some of them and want to do some of them and you should enjoy yourself, right? You should. Then there's investing. Investing is something that I want to put time in or put money into that I expect down the road to give me a return so it continues to multiply and grow. Right? So there's save, there's spend, and then there's invest. Save is just, man, I'm not taking a big risk with this. I'm just setting it to the side. Your time is the exact same thing. So people that say, oh, you should just freaking walk in the park and catch butterflies and enjoy yourself because you, you'd be dead next week. That's irresponsible. It's possible, but it's not likely. So if I were to just spend every week and say, man, I could be gone next month, you know, or whatever it is, and, and I just have a bunch of fun and, and, and spend all my time. What happens in 30 years when it's like, oh, shit, I'm still living? What did I set aside for myself? Because you were always thinking of worst case. Now, is it good to have a mindset of gratitude, of appreciation for the day, the week? Because we can be gone next year. We could be gone. In 12 months. And so it makes you look at things different, appreciate things different, spend time with your kids different, family different. All those things need to happen. Enjoy yourself. All that should happen. You got to spend some. You got to have some fun. You got to do that. But it's irresponsible to not invest into your future and put the work in today so you could thank yourself down the road. Another thing with the money, especially if you got blessed with a million, you should save some, you should spend some, you should invest some, and what else you think you should be doing with it? Should be giving some away. Should be giving some away, you should be being a giver. So then there's times, it's like, how much of your time are you actually giving to other things? I'm no saint. I'm not perfect. I got to get better. People that front and act like they got it all, oh, I'm just perfect, and they judge you and all that, those, those typically are the worst people. Not always, but typically, everybody's dealing with something. Nobody's perfect. But I can tell you, my family could tell you, there's weeks where, I, where I, it really takes a crap ton of effort for me, and I get it done, but, you know, to be there for my daughter, be there for my son, or spend time with, with the family, and as much of a struggle as that is, I'll take four hours out and I'll go spend time with kids in Pittsburgh in Stowe Rocks because I try to remind myself it's not just about the money, the check that you stroke. Go humble yourself and go spend time with the children. You can make money back. You can't get time back. And people say, how do you spell love to a kid? You spell it T-I-M-E. So I go down there. And it may take me 45 minutes to get down there. I'm there for two, three hours, 45 minutes to get back, 30, 45 minutes to get back. When It's four hours. Because you got to be a giver. 
If God blesses you with some money, you should give some of it away. If God blesses you with some time, you should give some of it away. Each of you can give in different ways that inspire you. But how much are you giving to people that is not an investment? How much of your time are you giving away to make the world or people's lives a better place where it's like, man, I really don't need to do this. This isn't just for a profit. I just want to serve this person. I just want to help this person. I want to help these people. I want to do these things. All things that we could do with our time. I went off on a tangent, but but it's importance of a routine, but it's also just the importance of, of scheduling. So I hope this encourages some of you to get in a rhythm. Get in a rhythm like a runner because they say it ain't a sprint, it's a marathon is greatness and success. And so if you're running a marathon, it's important to get into a rhythm, not be all over the place. You got to get into a rhythm. Get your life into a rhythm. Get your life in order by getting organized, scheduling, and having a daily routine. And I appreciate, you know, part of your routine being listening to the Grindcast. So if, if you think that this could benefit any friends, family members, anybody that you know, could you do us a, a, a favor and share this message? Don't forget, it ain't that long. Just go ahead and just take this as something you could do to help somebody else. What do you think it would take you? 30 seconds. Take 30 seconds out. Share this sucker. Like, comment, share, all that. Show us some love. We ain't making no money on this thing. This costs us money to, to go out there and try to serve people and impact people. And so if we're impacting you in any way, shape, or form, help us to impact other people and also give us a shout and let us know. All right, we appreciate you. Go out there and have a great week. Let's get it.